0: Praise the Lord. Pastor Sharon Hayes here. I'm here with you this morning. Very excited about the opportunity to be able to speak from the word of God. Um, I want to talk to you just a little bit about faith. And this past another morning when uh, Pastor Eric was uh, speaking, it was just like the Lord quickening about faith. When he was uh, speaking, coming from the Book of Romans, um, Romans ten, the tenth chapter, I believe, is where he was speaking from. But it was one particular verse in there that it really, really uh, touched me, and God began to speak to me through that verse. And it was the uh, it was the Book of Romans, the tenth chapter. verse 17 which reads so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God so here we see how we receive our faith so many times people say that the enemy is trying to interfere with my faith but listen what the enemy is trying to do is steal the word from you so he's accomplished two things he stole the word and you're without faith because we have to understand that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God in other words you gotta have God's word you gotta hear his word and Pastor Lester, a lot of times when he's defining hearing, it's not only that you actually hear the words, but you got to hearken to them. And so here we see that we don't want to allow anyone to hear, to steal the word of God from us. In other words, when you're on this line and you're trying to listen, but you're doing 10 other things, So you hear it, but you don't perceive what you're hearing. You don't grasp a clear understanding of what you're hearing. And so it's very important that we have our mind on the Lord and that we actually listen and hear the Word of God so it can bring about that faith that we need in God. Very, very important point right there that... I need to grasp to understand anything that I'm going to be speaking about today. We must hear the word of God to a point that we will act on that word. It's got to mean enough to us. It's got to take root in our heart that we will hear and hearken upon. So let's go to the book of Hebrews, the 11th chapter, which talks about faith. For years, I believe that Hebrews 11 and 1 was the definition of faith. But the more I studied it, I understand not only uh, does it serve as a definition, but it also tells you two important things that faith does so I'm beginning to believe that more than just a definition, that it explains to us, it's a description of what faith will do. It'll give us two truths concerning the activity of faith. Uh, Faith is an awesome thing. Faith is a powerful thing when we possess it and we use it in the correct way. Let's begin to read at verse number 1. Remember, we're at the book of Hebrews, the 11th chapter, verse number 1, and we'll read through this a little bit. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Verse 2 says, For by it the elders obtain a good report, Through faith we understand that the world were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do not appear. Verse 4, by faith Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice. building block. It's a building block, and it's assurance. We build on the assurance that God has given us. We build on the fact of God's word, that he has placed a structure under us, a substance, faith, a belief in a foundation. So when you don't have a thing and you're believing for a thing, that substance, that faith is the building block, it's a substance of things hoped for. Now, what you hoping for might be different than what I'm hoping for. What your neighbor is hoping for might be different than what your cousin is hoping for. But we all hope for different things. And if we're Smart, we turn to God with that hope for the evidence of things not seen. Now, this word evidence means proof, conviction. So, in other words, we got to have such a strong conviction. We don't see a thing, but we feel a thing. We don't see it in the natural, but we see it. In the spirit. And this is when our faith comes alive. When it begins to, you start building. Now you're building on this thing that you're hoping for. You have this substance. You have a substructure to what you're looking for from God. Here we see that faith is the substance of things hoped for. For the evidence of things not things. Verse 2 says forth. By If the elders obtain a good report. I'm looking for a good report from God. I want God to see how I believe in him so that rather what I'm hoping for is there or not. But I began to act on it being there. Come on now. Come on. Come on. Verse 2 through faith we understand that the world was framed by the word of God and if you go back to the book of Genesis the very very first chapter of Genesis you don't have to you don't have to go looking through the Bible too much it's the very first chapter of the book of Genesis verse 1 says in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Now, you see, in the beginning, he's going to begin to form this. And the earth was without form and void, and the dark was upon the face of the deep. But listen what happened. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the water. Oh, Jesus, thank you. So here we see, even in the beginning, when the when the world was without form, and it was void, that the spirit moved. Oh, when you read and look that up, it talks about how the spirit hovered over it, brewing over it, uh, like a, a, a mother hand does over her egg. And he just began to sit there and brew. And everything that God said... His spirit moves. So here we actually see the Trinity in here. You see God the Father. You see the spoken word, which Jesus is the word of God. If you look in the, uh, book of John, first chapter, uh, read one through 14, and you'll see that Jesus is the word of God. And we see the Holy Spirit moving. So see, the Trinity is nothing new. It was in the beginning. It was God the Father, Jesus the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So here we see, by his word, what he says, if you go on, you'll read in Genesis that he said, Let there be light. This is God. And Jesus is coming out of his mouth, the word of God. And you know what the Bible said? The spirit move. So here we see he frames the world by his word. So that things which are seen, we see it now. We see the fact that the light come up every morning, the sun. And we see the fact that at a certain time it goes down and the moon comes out. We can stand outside at night and we can look up and we can see the all these things were made by God's word coming out of his mouth Jesus the spoken word of God and we see how the spirit of God want to let us know that if you work with what I've given you, if you build on, just build on, use the building block, the substance of faith, evidence of things, not things, things that you are hoping for, things that I am hoping for, if we'll just use the faith that God has given us, a month to seed, has been given to each and every man, woman, boy, and girl. Every child. It's amazing that when I look at my grandchildren, and not only them, but my children did the same, and I see it in others' children, you can tell a child, you can say, I'm going to buy you a new pair of Jordans Friday when I get paid. You don't even have to tell them all that. You just say Friday. They don't care if you get paid or not Friday. They don't care how much your check was. They don't ask you, well, how you going to do it, mama? How are you going to do it, That Come Friday, they're looking for a pair of shoes. And not any old shoes, but they want the pair that you told them you would buy them, a pair of jewelry. A child doesn't research how you're going to do it. The child just wants to know. Come Friday, you gonna do it, and that's why Jesus said we gotta come to Him as little children, not worrying about how God's gonna do a thing, but just knowing that He's gonna do it. And you know it so much that Friday, when He told you He'll do it, you're front and center. You're waiting on your new parachute. You're waiting on what your mother, your father told you they'll do. We've got to be as little children coming to him, believing in him, knowing that he is who he said that he is. And our children believe that we are their parents, their mother, their father, and that it is our good pleasure to give them good gifts. Oh, my God. We see in verse 4, by faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. Why was Abel's sacrifice more excellent than Cain? All you've got to do is look back in the book. Look back in the book of Genesis, and you'll see. Because, see, I can't go back to each and every one of these, but I just want in your their time, you can understand why it was a more excellent sacrifice. Go back and read Genesis 4 1 through 15, and it'll demonstrate to you the story of Cain, Abel, and Cain. And so here we see that he gave a more excellent sacrifice. Now, as you read that, you'll note in there that there's a couple of things that happen. Abel. He offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain because Abel did what God told him to do. That's the basis of it. He believed in what came out of God's mouth to the point. He hung on God's word and did exactly what God told him to do. God said bring of your first fruit and Abel realized You see, Abel brought an offering, a sacrifice, a blood offering, an atonement, because Abel realized that the first sacrifice was an animal sacrifice, and he brought that unto God. And if you read that, it notes that he brought his first fruit. When you read about Cain and what he brought to God, we read that Cain brought some of his fruit from the ground, and it never mentioned it was his first fruit. Now, those are two different I see in that, but listen what it meant to God. It says, let me start that verse again. By faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous. See, his righteousness became in his faith in what God said. Faith enough to not just hear it, but to act on it. God testifying of his gift and by it being dead, yet speaking. Oh, come on now. A dead man speaking. Here we see that when you go back and you read about Cain and Abel, Cain murdered his brother. He became angry at his brother. He was angry because God accepted his brother's offering, his brother's sacrifice, and he had no respect for Cain's sacrifice. Oh, it's in the Word. All you have to do is go back to Genesis and read it. I can't read all of that to you today, but I can give you the Scripture. So we see that he was very angry, and he went and argued with his brother, and Cain murdered Abel. And the Bible says that "Eh, eh, eh." what Abel had presented to God through faith now, through believing the word of God, through seeing what God had done before, and God said, give me your first fruit, and that's what he did. He believed God's word so much that he acted on. I want you to see the word in action here. Abel did that, and Cain was very wrong, the Bible said. In other words, he was angry about it. He was angry about the fact that God had respect for Abel and no respect for Cain. To the point that Cain murdered his brother. And when God came. And he began to talk to Cain. And he asked Cain about his brother. And he said. Are you not your brother? He, he knew that Cain had murdered his brother. And after the conversation. At the end. God said. to him, He said your brother's blood is speaking to me. From the ground. This is how much. That gift hearkening to the Word of God. See, we think the gift was really that animal sacrifice, but let me tell you, all that you do, when you meet in the house of God, like God said, not forsaking the assembly of the saints, that's only showing God, I'm meeting here, God, because you said it. And because you said it, I have faith in what you said. I believe what you say to me, God, your Word by me acting on them will bring about good fruit into my life. I bring my time to the storehouse, not because I love the pastor so much or I want to have the biggest I, the biggest church. I do it because God's word they do it. And we got to believe on the word of God so that we act on his word. We hearken to it. Not just hear it, but be five years old Enoch when his child Methuselah was born. And Enoch walked So much that God just came in and scooped him up off this earth. What an awesome testimony to have. Oh, my God, that your actions here, the way you live your life, the time you spend and you walk with God, it's so pleasing to God that God don't even allow you to die and come to He just comes in and he swoops you up. And he takes you and you see no more on earth. That's what he was translated into from this earthly position to be swooped up and taken up with God. And, 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 and going back to Hebrews verse five, it says that he did not even see death. And he was not found. They never saw Enoch again. The Bible tells us he didn't see death. Because God had translated him, in other words, from this earthly, to go on to be with God. Mm, mm, mm. Oh, what a testimony to have. Oh, Jesus. Because God had translated him from being, from before his translation, he had this testimony. Listen to what his testimony was. more so what come out of my mouth, what's in my heart, and what I live, be pleasing unto you. Because this was Enoch's testimony. It was that he pleased God. Ask yourself. Don't ask anybody. And don't tell me. But look back on your own. to be pleasing to God. Verse 6 says, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. But he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. There's got to be some work up in that. So many times people say, oh, there's nothing I have to do. I'm just going to believe God for it. Well believe in him for it is doing something. When you're hoping for it and you're praying for something, something you can't obtain yourself, there is nothing on this earth that you can do. But believe in God. You got to believe that he is, in other words, he is who he said that he is. He's is everything that you read about him in this world. He's everything that your mama, your daddy taught you he was. He's everything that you're learning firsthand for yourself throughout your life. He's all of that and more. Because in your lifetime, you can't. You cannot. life every attribute of God but what you see you better believe that hold on to it. Stop worrying about somebody else No more scriptures than you. If you know one scripture I'm not. language han at- in the Word. Here, so God warns Noah of things to come. Now, I got to tell you, they had never seen rain before, because listen what it says. Being warned of God of things not seen as of yet. They never seen nothing like this. They never seen so much rain or any rain that it flooded. Now, if you look back in Genesis, Genesis talks about a myth. So every morning, you know how to dew fall fresh in the morning? They, they were familiar with that, but they had not seen the rain yet. So listen to this verse. By faith, nor being warned of God of things not seen as yet, moved with fear. Now this word fear is just a little different. If you think about there is a fear that I respect what you're saying. I believe it so much that it put a reverence and a push in me that I've got to get this done. He prepared an ark to the saving of his house, by the which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness. Which is by faith. In other words, nor righteousness. And just like if you continue to read in this chapter, which I pray to God you will. Oh, that's my prayer, God, that each and every one listening to this will go back and read Hebrews the eleventh chapter in its entirety. The book of Hebrews, the eleventh chapter in its entirety. But here we see that the righteousness that God speaks of, that Noah had, it wasn't of his own. It was of God. That righteousness only came about through his faith, his belief, his trust in God. And I'm telling you, Saint, that's how we get our righteousness. That we believe what God said about salvation. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Going right back to the first scripture that we talked about in Romans, the 10th chapter. But that started earlier in the chapter, even though I pulled out the one. But that chapter talks to us about how to be saved. And you see, we've got to believe that. We've got to believe that. God is who God said that he is. We've got to believe throughout everything that God is enough for us. We've got to believe. Can we believe in God? Can we believe what he said? When well, we look at the book of Romans, the 10th chapter, and it actually says Started. I know Pastor Eric began working, uh, reading at the 8th verse. I'm going to start with Romans, the 10th chapter, verse 9 and verse 10. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thy heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt these days. I believe this. For with the heart man believes it unto righteousness. Now look at this. Within your heart, this is where you get your righteousness because it's not of you, but when you believe God's word and it began to take root in your heart. And with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. This is how a man is saved. This is how we are saved. By our belief in God. Oh, that the word of God shall take root in our heart. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for your word. Your word is a gift to us. Oh, God, your plan of salvation is a gift to us. And I thank you, God, I pray that anyone listening to my voice now, that their heart is being penetrated with the Word, and that the seed that i sown in the good ground, their heart, break up that foul ground, God, if there's any and open it up to your Word, that these seeds Can be sown. Lord, He said in your word that the seed that was sown is the word of God. Father, we have given the word. We have sown true seeds today, Lord. And Father, I pray that these seeds will take root in their hearts. And every word that came out of your mouth, God, that It will water the seeds that have been sown. I might be watering today, God. Oh, God, but I pray that it makes the root of your word strong, God. And that these roots, they just gather and they just penetrate the heart of man, God. And Father, that we will live by your word. Father, that we will count on your word. That your word... Will be the building block, God. The building block, God. Oh, Father, that we will trust not in ourselves, but we will only trust in you, God. That we will give freedom to your word, Father. We believe that we are protected by your word, God, even from this pandemic now. That. Not only ourselves, but our families, God. I pray for our neighbor. I pray for my neighborhood, God. And I pray that everyone on the line with me now will pray for their very own neighborhood. Father, you have put us in this world as a light. And we shall shine, God. We shall shine brightly. We will pray for the areas that you have placed us in. And give us healing will come to these areas, God. I pray in the name of Jesus that each and every one who right now that is has experienced any type of sicknesses, that they are healed by your stripes, Lord. With your stripes we are healed. We are made whole, Father. In the name of Jesus. Father, I give you thanks, Lord. I thank you, Lord. I thank for this day, God, I thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to open our mouths, God, and that we can spread your word and your love oh God. I thank you so much. In Jesus' name, I pray. I now turn it back over to Pastor Lennon.